This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Good afternoon, good morning, and good night, depending on when you're listening to this. I did that in the wrong order, but the intent was there. (laughs) Whatever time of day it is you're listening, hello, and we welcome you. It's daylight savings, that's why. Oh, man. (laughs) I woke up today and I was like, damn it, that's today. It's later than I want it to be. Yeah, I got. I told my girlfriend that we we gain an hour, but I was wrong. You were wrong. I was pretty wrong. I mean, we. I argued this adamantly too. Well, just go ahead and throw the same argument in November or October. <laughs> then you'll be right. Right, right. <clears throat> All right, Caps fans. Well, remember, we have the Tankathon contest going on. Check out our social media pages for that. Um, it is at tankathon.com slash NHL. You can get your lottery draft pick order simulated. Continue to click the simulation button to get something that you like. Then when you have something you like, screenshot it and submit it onto the Hockey Podcast Network's Twitter handle. If you want to do it on ours, we'll forward it along, um, and you'll be entered to win as long as you're as close to 15 out of 15 as far as the draft order goes. You will win a cool hockey gift card for $200. That's a lot of moolah. Yeah, it is. It's good. That's an authentic jersey for sure. Um, Aside from that, you know the Washington Capitals podcast here, the official Caps Trip podcast, has our very own feed if you would please subscribe and rate it, five stars only, we would be super pumped about it. Right, Polly? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally no effort and it helps us not only make our podcast better for you, but also gives us a little bit of credibility, a little, little internet street cred. And, it, you know, it just really helps our self-esteem. Right, five stars only. Yeah, like, come yeah. on. We need this. We really need this. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of self-esteem boosters, ready to pop them? Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. Nice Cap segue. Fans. What? Nice, <laughs> What'd you say? nice segue. You like that? Yeah, that's yeah. really good. It's the only reason I have any confidence at all. <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyways, so league news, a little bit of it, you know... I'm 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 surprised, Polly. The NHL actually did something right here by doing nothing. Exactly. Um, so the e-bug rules were being looked at in the GM meeting about how they are going to I don't know change them, change something that really only matters once every like three years, and has just recently mattered, and a bunch of fucking idiots were all up in arms about it. I I don't see I don't see the the butt hurt here. I don't. Well, <clears throat> when you've got an inf- an influential group being on the losing end of something like this. Oh. <laughs> that that might have something to do with why they're looking at this. So you're saying that because Toronto got beat by their own Zamboni driver that that's why it's being looked at. Absolutely. I tend to agree. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that the Toronto bias is as bad as the Penguin bias, but I'm sure a lot of our friends up north would adamantly disagree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Toronto... <sighs> Come on, Toronto. Really, like, you have a ton of good players. You've you've got a team. You've had every every goddamn leg up that you could get by the league. Can't you just beat your own Zamboni driver? Right. I mean, that lineup, they they shouldn't really have any trouble winning games as it is. Hurricanes are good, but they're not beat Toronto with a Zamboni driver good. So well, they should have... I mean, they did step up. I get that. Yeah, hold on. Let's let's be real. They played a good game, yeah. right? And so did uh, David Ayers. Yeah. 
I, I can't hate on any of this. Oh, no, I agree. And I think that if, you're, if your season comes down to one game, whether you make or miss the playoffs, probably didn't deserve to be there anyways. I agree. I feel it, That's how I feel about football. If if you lose the game because the kicker missed at the end of the game, then you can't blame the kicker. You should have had a better lead. Right. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know why you have to always constantly bring in shit football analogies into this podcast, Polly. Well, we live in the middle of football country. <laughs> Look, it's don't don't blame it on where you you're, you're brought up. All right. Um. <clears throat> anyways. Uh, coronavirus. So this is a thing. I'm feeling a little sick right now. So awesome. Maybe I have. I'm it. in your home. Yeah, and we we did, we were just in Pittsburgh. Yeah, where there was a couple cases. I don't know. <clears throat> oh, were there some in Pittsburgh? Well, Pennsylvania. Yeah. But um, what? So the league's looking at potential contingencies regarding a coronavirus outbreak in the North America area. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this is your note. Tell, tell us about it. Well, yeah. So they, they've canceled six different U18, uh, world championships, uh, all around. Those are all in Europe, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're, they're different divisions. That's why there's six of them. Some are in Turkey, some in Spain. And I think they have like six or seven divisions. We only really see the top division and that's Canada, US, Russia, but Teams like Iceland and Greece and Israel, like those teams are the ones who compete in the other levels. And so they've canceled uh, six of them. I think they were scheduled to happen in March. Okay. Um, And it was just announced yesterday that they're canceling the women. Yeah, and that's the big one. The actual, like, like the regular women's world championship is being canceled. So yeah, I mean, not good news there. That really sucks because that's their main showcase. Aside, um, I mean, they, that's why they have to make up their own tournaments, like the rivalry series and stuff. Right. And aside from the Olympics, the World Championship that's that's their showcase every year. And they have a men's, but the men's it's basically whoever's been eliminated from the playoffs. That's who goes and plays. Right. So it's not as big of a deal for the men and they're probably going to, it would take a lot more for them to cancel the men, which I think it's kind of shitty. Shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they should have delayed the women's and maybe not cancel it. Yeah. It's weird that they just outright came out and said, we'll cancel it. I hope they, and, and there's not a lot of, they haven't said much. They just said it's canceled. Yeah. So it's not like canceled for rescheduling or something. No. Yeah. It would be, it just seems like it's over. Yeah. Which that sucks. It does. It does. Um, <clears throat> Especially because Team USA is hot right now. They might get a gold right. after dominating the robbery series. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, smart pucks. These are a thing now. Uh, smart pucks and these tags that look kind of like um, a Wii remote. You remember those like original Wii remotes? Yeah, the handheld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. long one. Yeah. Like the long part of the nunchuck there. I guess they're going to like tag them onto the player's equipment inside their jerseys or something. I don't know. Uh, they're going to be attached some way, but they're going to monitor both shot speed and player speed. Now, that's that's just really on – that's really basic shit that, that I'm saying. But the data that they're going to be able to – glean off of this technology is really, I think, going to shock the stats world. You're finally going to see true raw data that is gathered in a scientific way and in a in a controlled way to make any sort of theoretical I mean, any theoretical position, um, a reality here, uh, or at least exemplified in reality, right? So, like, things like possession numbers. If the puck is on this player's stick for a certain amount of time, you know, now you're really going to be able to monitor how which team actually has the puck for the most amount of time mm-hmm. easily. 
You know, you could have done that before, but it'd be a guy <laughs> literally what? on yeah. this with a fucking stopwatch. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and I'm sure that that's been done. Uh, but you're also going to see like who shoots the puck the hardest in game time situations, who's shooting it the most, um, what team is shooting it the most for real, how fast passes are. Right. That's something that I've never really seen. Exactly. Recorded. I mean, I feel like the, the, the data here that we're going to get, even on the most basic level, is going to breed a whole t- a shit ton of different um, theories and, and metrics for the analytics crowd. Yeah. I and, and the best part is, is that, you know, like Corsi, Fenwick, yeah, these are, I don't feel like they're completely rooted in reality. They are right They're They're on shot attempts and it's like, and you're, and you're bridging the gap. You're bridging that logical gap between shot attempts and goals, which that's all that's not, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge analytics guy, but that's not completely um, set in stone there. That's not completely, you're, you're, you're making a leap of faith. If you take more shot attempts, if you have the puck more and you're shooting towards the net more, that is a logical um, leap of faith to say that you have the puck more, that you are possessing the puck more, right? Yeah. And in cases where it's really close, that might not be always the case. Right. Right? Yeah. You know, how many times have you seen, seen, you know, the Capitals, let's just say, control the puck in the offensive zone and not get anything towards net? Yeah. For minutes. Lot. Yeah. They just do a fucking cycle and <clears throat> right. next thing you know, it's going the other way. Right, right. And with no shot attempts to the net. So, very interesting stuff. I'm sure that there's a lot of people that are smarter than I am that are going to be able to take this data and just eat it up and <clears throat> really kind of show a whole new level of stats development in the NHL, which is great. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that's going to come out of that that we don't even like can't even think of right now. Right. Like something's going to happen and it would be like, oh, it makes sense looking back. But yeah. like, you know, I, I just, yeah, I think people are going to find different niches and we're, we're going to see a whole new type of stat. Right. I mean, what a time to be alive in hockey analytics. It's always been an infantile. It's It's been in infant stages and it's really kind of gotten legs here within the past couple of years. But now, I mean, I think that the, they're blowing the lid off it. Um, moving on though, Roberto Luongo, first player in Florida Panther history to have his number retired. That happened Saturday. I didn't realize that the the Panthers never retired a number. Well, they've only been a team since 95. Fair. Um, they've only been to one cup. Yeah. Uh, very rarely make the playoffs, but yeah, he, he played half his seasons there. 11 out of 22 or no. Not half. I'm sorry. But he played 11 of his career there. He was there mm-hmm. for a couple, went to Vancouver, came back. Luongo was the reason that they won that 2010 um, gold medal for Canada. Right. It's not because of Crosby's golden goal. It's because yeah, fuck that guy. Luongo came in, <laughs> saved the day when the aging Martin Brodeur showed that he couldn't hang anymore. Right. Uh, Luongo is a stud. He's got a gold medal. Uh, Western Conference Championship. Right. He's an all-time leader in games played by a goalie, 572 for the Panthers. All-time win leader, 230 shutouts, 38 saves, 16,086. Now, I do not like Roberto Roberto Luongo. I I was never a fan of his while he was playing, but his numbers are something else. He truly is an elite goalie. He's a Hall of Famer, first ballot, no doubt. Right. And, you know, I think it's deserving. Um, also, I think he should probably have his number retired in Vancouver. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, he, I th- they've been to the cup before him. Yeah, with like, Vancouver? Yeah, took like him. in the yeah. 80s or something. No, I mean, like before him. Oh, oh is he, yeah, yeah. Is that the only time they went? Ooh, I don't know. I actually, either way, I don't know. Either way, he should be legendary there. Right. I mean, and I'm sure he is. I mean, actually, I saw a tweet that was from a Vancouver fan that said, yeah, he should probably have his number retired here, too. So, uh, I think that the, the fandoms behind it, <clears throat> yeah, and um, it's crazy that the Florida Panthers have only been a team since 95. That seems recent to me, but I guess it's really not. Yeah, but I mean, 
also the Avalanche. I mean, they were the Nordiques, but they've only been in Denver since '95. Yeah. So it wow, is, that, yeah, that's weird too. Huh? That that is a young, you know, because even the they got to keep people, so it's not like they had to restart. But for that fan base, it's a new thing. So it is weird that these teams have only been around for twenty something years. Yeah. If, you, if you're young enough, you know, they've been around your whole life or your whole time you've been able to realize they were there. Right. And it doesn't feel like they're so new, but they are. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so one big thing, another thing that came from the, um, GM meeting that these fucking idiots have, uh, offsides calls being changed to allow for players to be considered onside. As long as one of the skates is above the vertical plane of the blue line, regardless of it, regardless of whether it's in contact of the ice or not. Now that's basically means that it's, it's like football and hey, going back to football. Yeah, I was probably, just about to say that you're, you got to break plane. Yeah. And, and if you're still on basically, if your foot is above the blue line, you're still on sides. Yeah. And it's probably cause it's so hard to tell sometimes if their skate comes off the ice or not. Yeah. So they're like, fuck it. If, yeah, it's, right. if, if he breaks the plane, it's good but, enough. That's exactly right too. That's, that's probably the, the only fucking logic that they have for this. Um, I, I, am a stickler for the rules here. So as long as they change the rule, I'm fine with it. But since they haven't, I'm all for, if you were fucking offsides, whether it be by a hair or not, you're fucking offsides. Yeah. You know? I can tell you though, from personal experience, offsides is hard to call. Fuck yeah. It it is. Is. It's probably the hardest call to make in hockey. Yeah. It is Because it tough. moves so fast. Yeah. And I'm uh, just reffing like, Fucking kids. Right. And it's tough. I can't imagine NHLers. Absolutely. And then there's the whole slow the game down with the fucking review in Toronto. And it's just... Yeah. I don't mind the NHL making their lives easier. But they're doing it the right way here by changing the fucking rule. And then making their lives easier. You know, by that way. Instead of just telling the refs to call it a different way. (laughs) Exactly. So, right. does this take effect for the playoffs? Is it you know immediately? What? I, don't, I don't know. I think this might be for next year. Okay. And because I, I don't see them making a rule change is like and I, I mean that's a that's a call that gets made multiple times a night. Yeah. You know, I don't see them making that change mid season. No, or, I feel like they'd know. have to wait till the playoffs start or till next season. Right. I think I hope it's till next season. Yeah. Honestly. Um. Speaking of when the playoffs. Oh wait, we already did smart puck, but um, salary cap. Yeah, might get what like a three million increase. That's on the low end. I, I thought don't it know. was up to eighty two point five or eighty four. I've seen numbers that say up to eighty six. Oh, dude, these Holy. people are getting paid. It's insane. But and that's this TV deal. But you know, this all has to be negotiated with the player association mm-hmm. and you know, new contracts and all this other bullshit. So we never know how it's really going to shake out. Right. But I would say that it's going to raise more than like the million that it generally raises every yeah. year. We're at 81 and a half, right? Right now. Around 82. Yeah. So if it goes up to like 86, that is a huge bump. That opens up a lot of shit for teams. Hey, yeah. looking at you. Montreal, or I mean Toronto. Uh, that's <laughs> you know? the two things I was going to say is <laughs> yeah. hope he can stay. Right. And Toronto can probably land another like <laughs> impact player. $10 million player. Well, here's the thing about Holpe. I don't know, even with this, if the Caps are going to want to pay him. And okay. I don't know if the Caps are, or if Holpe's going to want to stay if they don't. Well, because you got to think about it. Yeah, this is going to give a lot of opportunity for the Caps, but it's also going to give a lot of opportunity to everybody else to really give Holpe $10 million a year, which he deserves, despite his down year this year. What's Is he at like five right now? Yeah. I mean, you could just spend all of the new money on him and then maybe like not <laughs> sign a fourth liner or something. Just so Brendan Dillon, he's up. Oh, he's a rental. He's yeah. going to probably want a little bit of a raise. Yeah. Um, and right now, I'd give it to him. He's been right. playing very well. Exactly. I think that the cap should explore that, even though he's an older one. Yeah. I think he should, a three-year contract for him isn't out of the question. I hope they don't sign him for a long term. I don't know what he's making, but I'd be comfortable paying him like 
three and a half per year for three, or is that at under? I think he's around three right now. Yeah, but I don't know if he's gonna want. I mean, that's the thing. I don't yeah. know if he's gonna want to make more. Well, if they win a cup, I feel like he'd ask at least for five. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And there's there's two million of your of your extra, you know, four. Right. Um. I mean, it is Holpe money. It is, but Holpe would still have to sign a team friendly deal, and so would everyone else. And I'm pretty sure Orlov's up. You know, we've got we've got guys that are up who have been with the team. Yeah. You know, and. We're gonna to need to sure that up. We are an old team. We are literally the oldest team right now in in the league. Yeah. So who knows what that money's gonna to go to? But it does kind of give you a little tinge of hope that Holpe is somebody that can stay and then sign him and then maybe expose him to the expansion draft. Who knows? Because then, boom, that huge contract that you gave him and secured him with is gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and a good move. Seattle has a stud. Yeah. A face of the it's it's a it's it's the Penguins and Marc Andre Fleury yeah, all over again. That's that, that that's really good. That, yeah. yeah. So I who like knows? That. And you've guaranteed that money from the caps. Mm-hmm. Right? So And if you're the new team, who better to pay a shit ton of money than a solid goalie? Because right. Fleury has been a very good investment for Vegas. Exactly. Exactly. He's good for the fans. He's consistent. I mean, he's he's way more consistent than he was when he was younger. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, that was his biggest criticism. But yeah. for the past five years, Marc-Andre Fleury has been lights out, consistent night in, night out. Yeah, he just had to get away from the fucking Pittsburgh fans. <laughs> All right, what's up with Barnaby? Matthew Barnaby. Yeah, he got... Noted pugilist. He was in a scuffle in, in a Nashville bar. And I guess he choked the bouncer when the bouncer was like, time to calm this down. This mugshot, though. Oh, he he, he does not look like whacked. he was ever a professional athlete. Uh, he looks like, I mean, I don't know about that. He looks like he fucking kill you. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think he looks like. He's probably packed on some pounds. Yeah, I mean, he just, yeah, he just looks like a fucking tough ass drunk at the bar that <laughs> is like, you tell him a your mama joke and he's going to fucking kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does not, he does not look well. Let's no. just say that I would not fuck with this guy if I was in a bar. In fact, I would be like, move away. Yeah. <laughs> like to the other side we're, of the bar. We're just going to go drink next door. Yeah. <laughs> He'd freak me out. He'd freak me out. <laughs> well, I mean, this might just be another case of post hockey life. Right. CTE, maybe like CTE or just the, maybe the lifestyle. Cause you know, a lot of guys have had alcohol and drug problems. I mean, this mugshot looks like he's been taking not only regular beers, but some nose beers, I too. was going to say cocaine. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Major injuries. Josh Anderson. Surgery on his left shoulder, shoulder for a posterior labral tear. Uh, that was on Monday, the 2nd. Blue Jackets uh, expect him to return... Four to six months. So, yeah. season ender. He's done. Dude, uh, I was just on the Metropod uh, this, like, a couple hours ago, um, and they said 300, like, man hours of, or, three, yeah, 300, over 300 minutes or something, or 300 man hours have been lost by Columbus. Like, it's low-key, but Columbus has battled injuries all season. You know, and and they don't get a lot of press. So right. people talk about these other teams that are dealing with injuries. And like they just, the Penguins. Yeah. And, yeah. And they completely overlook the struggles that Columbus is going through and persevering right now. Right. John Tortorella. <laughs> give that man the Jack Adams. Finally, right? Yeah. Fuck Sullivan. He doesn't deserve it. I, I definitely think mm-hmm. Tortorella's killing it. Um, And crazy because, you know, you thought at one point that Tortorella might just be out of the NHL. Right. I'm surprised he didn't get, like, canceled. Columbus is... Oh, I know, with everything going on. Well, yeah. hopefully he was smart enough not to say racist shit. Because <laughs> right. everything else is almost forgivable. Yeah, and I don't think... I think a lot of players have said Tortorella is not the guy that you think he is. Yeah. Um, Sean Avery, though, did say Tortorella is a piece of shit. But yeah, then again, but... Sean Avery liked Mike Babcock. Yeah. I'm, I'm... I mean, Sean Avery's funny to listen to, but... Yeah. 
He's by no... Take him with a grain of salt, yeah. at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Johnny Boychuk. Holy fuck, man. This is crazy. Um, Escape Blade from Arturi Lekkonen. Freak accident. Just a perfect slice mm-hmm. from the... I mean, this wasn't on purpose. I haven't seen any pictures of you. No, I guarantee they're not going to come out. Yeah. They're probably vile. Uh, I mean, it, it's got to go from basically his mouth all the way up to his forehead on that left side of his face. Um, 90 stitches, including in the eyelid. So, luckily, his vision's not fucked, so he got his, like, eyes closed in time. Yeah. But he took that skate blade like a champ he right did. off. The, I mean, dude, when you see it slowed down, when it happens, like, you can just see blood splatter off his face. Like, somebody fucking sliced him with a samurai sword. It's like fucking scream. Yeah. Freddy or Jason movies. Yeah. Like some slasher movie, just yeah. fucking spurting blood. Um You know I mean, he knew he was fucked as soon as he hit the ice. Yeah. As soon as it happened. It's because of this that I'm going back to wearing a cage and in, in uh Are you? Well I'm gonna try I'm gonna do it tonight and see if like it doesn't like screw me up, but if I can adjust, I'm covering my face back up. Dude, I c I don't I don't I don't I don't. I would never go out on the ice with the rum dums that we skate with, on with a fuck with anything less than a full cage. So, um, ninety stitches it took for this guy. You know, it seems like a lot, but that scar is going to be nice and tight. I, I, you know, oh, I'm sure when, they had like a really good plastic surgeon on him. Right. It's not just a. So you look at guys who come out and then go back in, and they they just get like the hack job. Mm-hmm. You know, get stitched together like. Just enough to hold it so it's not going to bleed all over. That's where you get the real bad scars, um, you know, with like the fucking suture marks and, and everything that, that, that stay and they're real deep. 90 stitches? I'm looking at that and I'm thinking like, all right, doc. Yeah, it's going to be nice. They zipped them up good. Yeah, that'll be a nice, probably just like a thin line. It might even fade like over time, you know? So he's going to look like that, uh, that actor. He's in uh, Gladiator. And Braveheart, and I think Sons of Anarchy. He's a Scottish guy. He's got a big scar down his face. You'd probably recognize him if you saw him. Okay. But no, I have no idea who you're talking like about. Looks like a badass. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> straight up Bond villain shit. Yeah. So, good for him. Glad everything's okay there. It definitely was a gruesome looking injury when it happened. Um, yeah, it's good that it was his face, not his throat. Yeah, Absolutely. It had to be if you had to choose between. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'd rather be ugly than dead. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Brett Pesci will be out for the remainder of the season for the Hurricanes after um, he had surgery on his right shoulder on Thursday. So, what I don't know what that was that a labrum? I I, I didn't see what they actually repaired. But. Yeah, I didn't see either. And he's been hurt for a couple of weeks, but I think right. they they just did the surgery. I think he might have been trying to rehab it. Or whatever. And I know right. sometimes when you get injured, like with your knee, sometimes they'll wait a couple weeks and let things heal sure. a little bit. And kind of when my my brother tore his ACL, mm-hmm. they had him do therapy and like the MCL healed on its own. On its own. So they only had to operate on the ACL. So maybe they were like letting some stuff heal on its own before the surgery. I don't know, but. Right. Yeah, he's been hurt for a couple weeks, and they finally did the surgery. That makes sense. Um, <clears throat> JVR, broken hand against the Cavs. Yeah. He's out for Blocking six. a shot. Yeah, blocking a shot. Kind of a weird shot that that happened on, but uh, shattered his hand four to six weeks. And uh, Mrazic sighting back in practice on Friday 3-6. Now, funny caveat. The Carolina Hurricanes just beat the Penguins tonight or today, six to two in a matinee in Pittsburgh. Um, coming off Pittsburgh's coming off a absolute throttling by the Washington Capitals in a five to two loss. So, you know, maybe the stars are aligning and I'll be right after all. Hmm. But um you know, Carolina's doing all this with two AHL goalies. Yeah. And uh they are injured too. So they have a lot of AHLers um what are they? The checkers, the Charlotte checkers. They're basically the Charlotte checkers. Yeah, the right? Charlotte checkers. So, good shit. Lots of good league news. Um, you know, Caps fans, we're always trying to keep you educated on what's going on around the league. But it's time. 
I think it's time. I think it's time. And and you, you know, we had <laughs> we had a really uh, interesting time. We had some personal personal stories about this week. So buckle up. All right, Caps fans. In this Washington wraparound, we're going to cover a few, um, a few games. Yeah, I mean, the only one that's fun to talk about is the Penguin game, <laughs> right? Right. So Wednesday, the fourth against Philly, a five-two loss. You know, Philly's surging nine in a row now. Um, they're tied with the Caps in points for the first uh, spot in the Metro Division. You know Philadelphia. I'm not sold on them, Polly. You're sucking them off over there, though. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I I think they got a team. Um, I actually had I had faith in them earlier in the season, uh, and they weren't anything special. But I just thought they had the right pieces. I think Drew is still very dangerous. He is a very good setup man. Kevin Hayes, he's just fucking. Coming out, I mean, not coming all out of will. nowhere, but all will and body there. Yeah, he is nice, tough American player. Uh, caught a hot in that. He's <laughs> he's good. I I just I think they have a good team. They play a very well balanced game. Yeah, they can and score. Underrated blue line. Yes, they're starting to get involved. They have this, very good right team now. defense as well. Yeah, like their defensemen well are good, but yeah, they're just all around. I think they're a really good team, and I think. That they're going to give the Capitals a run for the the division title, and I think they're going to be trouble in the playoffs. Well, I think that this next week is going to really solidify them as a pretender or a contender. They got they got to play the Lightning, the Bruins, the Oilers, and then who is the other one? Who we talked about? Was it the Rangers? Uh, no. There's there's one more. Anyways, basically the next five games, four of them are top contenders. In the league, if Philly can stand up to them and win, you know the three or four. It was the Wild? No, who was the who was the fifth one though? Well, uh, well, no, coming up this week. So they go. They have Boston at home. Then they go to Tampa Bay. They have Minnesota and Edmonton back to back at home. And then they do have the Blues at home. The Blues on that's right. Tuesday. So okay, they've got five. Five tough games coming up, but only right. one all of them within away. like a week and a couple of days. Yeah, but they're all at home, all of them except for Tampa Bay's at home, which bodes well because Philly's been one of the best teams at home this year. Absolutely. So, I think it is a big test. But here's here's where the here's where the me, uh, the the metal meets the the rubber meets the road. Yeah, but I think the hockey gods are on their side, having a bunch of these at home. Yeah, and you know what? They didn't make big moves at the deadline. They did uh, some depth moves, and then they said, "This is our roster." They believed in their blue line. Um, I think. So. Well, they made a lot of they 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 made moves in the off season. They they believed in this team from the beginning, and they right. didn't wait. And I think, uh, you know, they've believed in themselves all year, and it's finally coming together. And they're scary. Right, and Giroux and Couturier. Couturier has been the best player all season, but Giroux's turned it on. Yeah. Um, if Voracek gets going, holy fuck, that could be scary. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. I, well, I do not want to get knocked out of the playoffs by the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that if the Penguins make the playoffs, that Philly and Pittsburgh are 2-3 and three in the division, and the Flyers sweep the pens and then get real cocky and then the Caps can beat them second round. Right, right. Um, either way, I mean, you're looking at a playoffs picture that's going to be crazy, especially for the Metropolitan Division. And um, just the stretch is going to be nuts. Yes. So, but back to this game. It was a 5-2 loss. We got shit stomped. We had a good first period, okay? I'll give the Caps there. We, we had a manageable first period. And then in the second, we took like eight minutes in fucking penalties uh, in a row and got scored on uh, for one. And then Kevin Hayes tipped, uh, got a nice rebound uh, right after another one expired. Um, and then from then, it was just a shit show. Yeah. Goals three and four against were just bad effort on the back check. We basically had given up. It seemed like the Caps had just thrown in the fucking towel. And, you know, that's leaders out there like Baxter and Oshie that are out there mm-hmm. fucking – 
fucking dog on the way back. Yeah. Unacceptable. I mean, the Flyers, um, the Flyers were, they had solid execution though. So when you, when the, when, oh, the, yeah. when the Flyers, when, when, when your opponent is doing everything right and then you put out a dog shit effort, that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Um, you know, we took five total penalties, uh, and then we had like five power plays and capitalized on none of them. I felt like every minute and a half, someone else was going on a power play. It was like, it felt like the whole second period, there was like no even strength play. Right. Um, you know, we started off scoring though. The, the, the one shiny spot is, is Lars Eller is a fucking beaut, right? Oh yeah. And Richard Ponick, man, he is something special. He may not be flashy. I mean, he is flashy. I, I just, I feel like for a fourth line guy, he is a great blend of size, effort, or size and, and, and skill. Yeah. Um, you he know, feeds Eller for this nice goal and a great finish on, what was it, Hart? Was it, or Elliot. Elliot. Elliot played, yeah. yeah. I think some of our best tic-tac-toes coming from the third and fourth line and yeah. the grinding goals are coming from the first and second. Right. Osh babes out there. Oh. Marion. Beautiful. What a beautiful human. <laughs> so, shit effort. Um, I don't take that game as that's the Washington Capitals. I do not think that's the Capitals at their best, by far. I agree, but I think that was the epitome of Capitals' effort. Yeah, and stupidity in taking yeah. all those fucking uh, taking all those penalties. You know Philly's going to take a couple penalties, right? We're going to take a couple penalties. The Caps are. That's just the game we play. I get it. Two, three, okay, that's fine. But five, and then in succession. That's what kills us. You take a penalty here and there and spread them out, that's fine. But when you start going in, and, and I mean, Tom Wilson fought twice. That was great yeah. to see. But but we need him on the ice. Yeah. So And then he almost, you know, you fight one more time. You get yourself thrown out of the game. Right. And you do, like, yeah, fighting's cool, but you do nobody any favors by getting yourself thrown out. Right, and he's beating up bums. Yeah. Like, you know. If you're going to fight three times, at least fight the same guy so you take somebody with you. <laughs> right, fight Giroux. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I... I, uh, And this is part of the reason I think that the Flyers are kind of fake news. Because we, shit, we shot ourselves in the foot just as much as the Flyers played well against us. Now, I'm not trying to detract from this game from the Flyers saying that they didn't play well. They played very well against us. But we shit the bed. Yeah. Ulfer on the power play, which we had plenty of opportunity for, and just bad effort throughout the game, aside from maybe the first period. So, huh, after this game, you're looking like, holy shit, maybe the Flyers are the real deal, right? Yeah. I, but I, I still say no. But anyways... As if it couldn't get worse. Oh. We roll into New York and play the Rangers on Thursday in Madison Square Garden. And we have an OT loss 6-5. to five. Now this game is going... You know, one thing I've noticed about the Caps is we are not a team to spoil. We're not a team to spoil a winning streak for another team. Mm-hmm. We're not a team to, you know... Uh, I, I just... Anytime... There's some sort of implication other than just this game is a game. Like, oh, well, like the Flyers are on a five-game winning streak. Oh, well, yeah, we'll continue that for you. Yeah. You know? Um, Don't let us spoil the fun. Right. The the Rangers coming into this uh, 0 for 3 and they're like, you know, losing on a three-game winning streak. Come in and, oh, well, here, here's this cupcake here. Now, we lose in overtime 6-5. to five. Uh, Ovi scores twice. That's great. Again, we take a shitload of penalties, six of them. And our power play is, meh. I don't even think, I, I don't have the power play numbers here. I'm sure they didn't do well. But the real story here is Mika Zabinijad. This dude is supposed to be the next captain for the New York Rangers. And he had five fucking goals, including the overtime game winner, which I don't know what the fuck happened on that play. That was terrible. Oh, it's just a break. Everyone was peeling off of everything. It, it was, it was 
how about it was almost as if the Caps were like, how can we put ourselves in the worst defensive <laughs> fucking t- f- like placement here? Everyone go do that. Yeah, you know? and they were just like, you want an open lane? You, yeah. you, you want it? You can have and, it. And this guy just scores four goals in regulation. You know he's going to bury the fifth one. Right. You know he's got the hot stick. You got to stay off of him. Right. And what a pass by Panarin for the game winner. Yeah. Thank you, and, fantasy. Yeah. And look, Zibanejad scored in every fucking way. He had a tip in. He had shots. He had some dirty go- goals in front. And then he scores on the breakaway. I mean, the guy did it all. He did it all in this fucking game. He did. Made us look like he beat us like whipped like fucking rented mules. You're not gonna like this, but he basically had like a Mario Lemieux classic. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the kind of shit. Or Lemieux Gretzky. Would do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Lemieux, I guess. I think one game in his career, he scored every way possible. Short-handed, power right. play, penalty shot, like all the shit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so Ovi, his two goals, I gave him his 145th career multi-goal game. Nice. Which moves him up. He is uh, fifth all-time. And he is two multi-goal games away from tying Gordy Howe for fourth most multi-goal games. So... Just another record for Ovi. Uh, I think he just passed Rocket Richard recently on that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, an interesting stat I learned about Zabanajed. He's only the fourth player to ever score a goal in all four periods of a game. There's only the three people before him. Guess mm-hmm. who? Alex Ovechkin's one of them. So what? <laughs> another crazy record that Ovi has is that He's one of the only four people to ever score in all three periods and overtime in NHL history. And Zabinajad joins him. Yeah, along with Sergei Fedorov and Bernie Nichols. So wow. I don't really know who Bernie Nichols is, but no. Sergei Fedorov, that's pretty legendary. So, and well, it sounds like three out of four are Europeans. Right. Um, yep. But I just wanted to highlight that. That's two OV records to talk about there moving up into the top five of career multi-goal games, and he's one of the four to ever do that. Right. And so, you know, the Caps, it was a high-scoring event, but fuck, I mean, we just gooned it up so bad. You know, it, it's like we were, we were, the Capitals were playing like that beer league team who's full of fucking pylons, whose dads didn't hug them after they didn't make the AAA team when they were like 10. They just stopped hugging him. That's our team. What? No, it's not. That's well, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never tried out for a triple A team. Yeah, me neither. They already told they told me it wasn't gonna They're happen. Like, dude, don't even sign up. You're just gonna waste your mom's money. <laughs> um you know, I embarrassing. The, yeah. And it were, they were boneheaded bad plays the whole time. It wasn't like they were good penalties to take, you know, hard penalties to take, right? You know, you want to take penalties like if a guy's going to the net and he it, and he's it's hit, it's him. He's got a wide open shot against your goalie and and you hook him down or or you you slash him to get the puck out of out of possession. There, that's a good penalty to take. Mm. I, I'd accept that. Yeah. Okay. Bad penalties to take are like if you're in the offensive zone and you're just fucking holding somebody, or if you're in the defensive zone and the puck's not even pressuring the net and you're holding him against the boards or fucking tripping him or whatever. Um, just six penalties. So eleven penalties in two games here. Yeah, folks. I was gonna say they really learned from their Flyers game, right? Right. And it's just you know, at this point you're like, oh great, you know, me and you, Polly, we're going to Pittsburgh the next day to go watch the, the Capitals play in a matinee, and you're probably thinking, well, this is gonna suck. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna get <laughs> shit on. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm thinking at this point that clearly the, the Capitals are just tanking for the Metro so that they give up ground so that the Penguins can eventually lose um, all this ground to these other, other teams and then get, get knocked out, right, of the playoff race. Yeah, they're really playing playing the long game here. Exactly. Yeah, long con. Um, but, uh, and, and, and obviously, and, and you know, what happened Saturday just <clears throat> solidified that idea for me. So, Saturday, the 7th, in Pittsburgh. Um, 5-2 win, baby. Holy fuck. Three goals in the first period. This was a statement victory. Uh, You know, 
three goals in the first, a shorty, a denied penalty shot. We saw it all on this, dude. We did. What a game. Um, had everything except an OV goal, and uh, which I'm not sure I've ever seen him score live. I haven't. Which is upsetting. Um, and we even stopped a five-on-three early in the period of the first. And, and when that happens, you're just like, oh, here we fucking go again. I'm just going to be embarrassed here. Yeah. Luckily, the Penguins fucking suck, and, and they couldn't capitalize on any of it. But, um, you know, I mean, you got something here about Backstrom's goal. I do. So, I remember, like, I, I watched the whole play go down, and I looked at my brother, and I, you know, was just way too excited. <sighs> but... Basically, it's uh, Selkie Trophy porn. He was bodying up and defending Malkin in the far end on the boards that's on the the side closest to the bench. And then as the play develops, he gets in, has that two-on-one, gets fed, top shelf. So he, on a diagonal, went from one corner to the – like all the way to the end of the – opposite end of the ice. He just – he he skated a long way. Went end-to-end, played the, the full 200, and finished with a beautiful goal. And I just think that that would epitomize, that play epitomizes what you want out of a Selkie Trophy winner. And I just wish Backstrom would shoot more because he can do <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, he that's, that's a snipe. I uh, In the past to him by, who was it? Was it Hagelin? I don't remember. I can tell you in a second. I, I don't remember who fed him, but holy shit. What a great pass. Through the legs of the defenseman. Vrana. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay. Vrana. And um and just roofs it on on uh Murray. Um you know, so going it the second period was kind of sleepy. There was a lot of drama, but nothing no scoring. Um going into the third, it was three nothing. And then we score this beautiful shorthanded goal uh, and make it 4 nothing. And I was still sweating because we take two penalties there. And, you know, Crosby taps one in because Dylan was t- couldn't get back in front of the net after a turnover in time. And then we take a penalty. And then Malkin scores. And the mouth breathers are starting to get a little fire. Yeah, in dude. Them. I, I looked at my brother and I said, these are the two worst people that could score. Right. Because no one fires up this crowd like those two scoring goals. Exactly. And then, you know, all the Enzers were starting to get a little fucking, they're just, <gasps> a little, you know, getting real fucking into it. And I'm like a fuck. I'm, I'm over here biting my nails. I had, I had glass seats. I was three rows from, from the behind the Capitals bench. It was awesome to see. Um, the speed and the velocity of these shots are incredible. But, um, you know, we we pull it out. It's a statement game. It's a statement, right? Yeah, and you know, once once the uh, pens started to make it interesting, the Caps nailed put the uh, put the nail in the coffin. Yeah, with uh, an Oshie goal. Yeah, and that was huge. Right. Yeah, and how many how many went high glove on Murray? Like all of them. It seemed like three yeah, of them. I mean, at a couple. Least. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. <clears throat> okay. The Capitals still have problems. Okay. We can we can admit that. I mean, the poor bench management there to make it a five on three, and you yeah, know, a couple questionable that, that's, calls. That's the worst part. Is the five on three came from too many too men many on the men. ice. I will never. <laughs> I will die on this hill. How <laughs> in the hell do professional hockey players get too many men? On the, on the ice. That is disgusting. That is lazy. There is no excuse for that. You have made it this far. What the hell are you doing? I mean, but have you looked at a... Have, it's not a beer league change. Have you seen how these guys are rolling over the board? I mean, it is a quick change. I, I get it, but... Has it been that long since you've had to quick change there, Paul? No, I, I get it. <laughs> but they're at this level. That's That's boneheaded shit that... That that doesn't happen unless the entire bench, the entire coaching staff has their head up their asses. It's not a good look. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But people aren't flawless here. It, worst possible time to take it. But, you know, it kind of fed us once we killed it. Yeah. Totally. And, again, all you Holtby detractors, shut the fuck up. 
and that he has been stellar the past twenty games. Yeah. Well, give him past ten. I I I knew he'd rebound, but let's just hope that we can continue this into next week. Now, as far as we were there, right? So we've been hyping this for a long time. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> how was your experience? Now you you've told me something about this penalty shot. Uh, which again was crazy. I've never seen that live. I've never seen a penalty shot, which was a weak call. It was weak as fuck, trash call. But you know the hockey gods figure it out and and let Holtby deny it. But you know we got ten minutes left. Let's let's rip on the Penguins fans, huh? Okay. Well, so for the the, the first part before I talk about what happened to the penalty shot. Latang and Wilson got into a scrum on the ground, and I was so obviously yeah. they're pissed because they hate Wilson, right? And oh my I, god, dude! <laughs> I was screaming from the top of my lungs because Latang was on top of him, and I was screaming, "Let him get up! You don't fucking want him when he's standing up!" And people were staring so mad at me, and I was just like, "He doesn't want him standing up!" Oh my god, um, which was true. That's why no one argued with me. But um, conversely, my little brother who was there with us, uh, well, it was, yeah, me and him, we had seats together. Big Caps fan. He named his dog Ovi. Uh, the, so <laughs> the penalty shot happens. Uh, hope he makes the save. And uh, he gets up and he was pumped. And he's just like, yeah, you suck. Oh my god! That's why you're Will. That's why you were in Wilkesbury. Go back to Wilkesbury. Oh my you god! You suck. Go Parker back to Wilkesbury. This? Yeah. Well, it turns out that it was McCann. He's never played in Wilkesbury. But oh. um, this guy in the row in front of us, a couple down, just like, "Hey, buddy, he was never in Wilkesbury." <laughs> and he said some other stuff. I don't remember exactly. And he's like, "Yeah, okay, I don't care. He still didn't score." And then he's like, "Oh yeah, buddy, look!" And he points at the rafters at the fucking uh, banners and he was like I don't care he didn't score we're talking about today he scores 3 nothing. that's what we're talking about keep living in the past buddy and and then uh, the guy at intermission walked by him and he was flapping his hand like uh, you know like a mouth Right. I'm trying to describe it for you guys. But he was, you know, like when you move your hand, like blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it was in, and I'm assuming that his wife was like, you're a fucking jackass. Because (laughs) after, after the game, he did, he came up to us, he, he shook our hands and he apologized and we talked for a few, shot some shit. But it was just like, Jesus, this guy's getting way too heated. (laughs) Like, I get you're frustrated. But don't direct your anger towards us. But it was like, Jesus, dude, you look ter- like stop. <laughs> so I try not to just if I'm in another team's barn, I try not to directly say like shit like you that. Suck, <laughs> like, yeah, like fucking McCann sucks. I mean, he did suck. Well, don't he get me was, wrong. He was excited. But yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. You have any anything else? I got some. I got some good stories too. Sitting by the glass. Uh. For the most part, no, uh, no, no real like interactions like that. Okay, well, I am going to say. Oh, actually, I do take that back. There was right, one. Right. Okay, so in the section next to us, like ten rows in front, this guy's sitting on the railing, and he would just be like, "Fuck those caps!" <laughs> Some like dude in his fifties wearing this like, like the hats you wear when you're golfing, like the old man hat, you know, like a and, visor. Uh no, not a visor. Like I call them like an Irish hat because I know a lot of the dudes in Ireland wore them. They like got like a real little bill and they kind of like. Anyway, you would know anyway. Okay, right. But okay. so this guy's yelling, and then this Caps fan like thirty rows behind him is yelling back, and they're just yelling back and forth. <laughs> and the Caps fan was like, "Hey, buddy, don't you gotta get to your tea time?" It's <laughs> a dumb fucking hat. Oh, uh, it was beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Um, alright, so I'm sitting in the glass behind, like, three rows back from the glass on, behind the bench, and this fuck, this fucking asshole comes in, at the beginning of the game, clearly intoxicated. You know, I'm all for, and, you know, I think our snack, our snack time and, well, my hockey troll hip check on Thursday is gonna go over a little bit of etiquette as to what you shouldn't do at an arena, and this guy broke a lot of rules, alright? He stood 
half the fucking time for no fucking reason. Like they're they were going through the neutral zone, and there he was fucking going through the like he was standing up. He <laughs> he sat down on the back of his seat, like when you when you fold the seat up and sit on it like that. Yeah, that's how he sit, sat the whole fucking time. And you know me, I'm like, all right, I'm outnumbered here. Uh, there's like one capstan in front of me, and then there's a capstan behind me. The capstan behind me looks like he's no older than twelve. The capstan in front of me looks like he couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag, so a wet paper bag. So I'm sitting on the end, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I just I'm just gonna let this go. I'm gonna fucking z- be real fucking zen about this shit. And he's just we, you know, my 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 girlfriend took pictures with took a picture of him and his fucking ugly ass girlfriend who was looked like she got hit in the fucking head with a weed eater hmm. and then packed all her fucking open wounds with salt. She was so fucking bloated out. Oh, it's just uh. gross, right? I mean, no, I couldn't tell if she was smiling or frowning. Oh, Jesus! All right, <laughs> it, just you know, a lot of cheap plastic surgery or whatever. And then they like wow. He he just keeps saying, "I came here from fucking L.A. to to support the <sighs> Pittsburgh fucking Penguins, my hometown team." <sighs> and I'm like, "Dude, you fucking mouth breather to the T." He was annoying as fuck. Um, not not violent, but it got to a point where Penguins fans were like, "Sit the fuck down, <laughs> good, sit down." And I'm like, oh, thank God. Maybe he'll sit down. Security came and told him to sit down. He never really did. Um, but Penguins fans behind me were like, man, I don't know how you're fucking handling it. Like, you don't even... This ain't even your barn. I'd be I'd be pissed, you know? Right. Um, so, L.A. guy, you know, fuck you, dude. Don't do not do that again. <laughs> yeah. Go back to L.A. I guess. Just wait till well, the uh, pens come out to L.A. Right. And here's the thing. If, if you need a description of this guy... Uh, and, and and this should this should sum it up, okay? He came in. He was wearing a leather jacket, and, and okay, granted, he came in. The first thing he said was like, "I came from fucking L.A., right? I just flew three thousand miles to come here to L.A." And he's Good wearing a fucking he's wearing a fucking leather jacket, and he's wearing gloves, leather gloves. And then under closer inspection, these are motorcycle riding gloves. You know, like with the hard knuckles and everything. Uh. And it's like, bro, you did not ride a fucking motorcycle here. Like, I'm fairly certain you did not ride a bike here. You, you just told me you flew from L.A. You probably, like, Ubered here from the airport. Right. <laughs> um, if, if if you need any indication as to how this person is, he's the type of guy that wears, like, motorcycle riding gloves without riding a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> it paints a perfect picture. Pretty vivid, right? Um so outside the arena, uh, two drunk Yenzers, younger guys, uh, are just like flailing around. I don't know. They're spinning around in circles, and and one of them hits uh, my defensive partner on beer league because we were we were sitting near them. Ricky hits her, bodies her up pretty good, like shoulders her, and Rick, my buddy's like, "What the fuck, man? Like, what's that?" And I'm trailing them. So, because they're out in front. And I'm coming up slow because the guy that steps in for his friend is bigger. He's a doughboy, um, but he's probably outweighs me and him by like 40 pounds, you know, and a whole head taller. So I was like, okay, if I need to like get involved in this, I'm definitely going to go for the back of the knee and just tear his ACL, like just kick his knee out from under him, right? Yeah. Um. Luckily, it didn't get to that, and we just fucking, I, you know, call, said fuck you, and we moved on. But just fucking Pittsburgh fucks. Like, bottom 10%. <laughs> you know, our, 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 our partners here at the Hockey Podcast Network excluded, but, man. Yeah, that's brutal. There's there's no reason to be acting like that. It's right. like it's it's sports people. We all Absolutely. love sports and yeah, it's okay to take them seriously, but don't do that. Right. And you know, me, I out of uncharacteristically stayed fairly sober this entire time. Yeah. Um so you know, everybody else is pretty all these people that we had these altercations with were drunk as fuck. Yeah. Um 
Well, I mean, it also costs like 150 to get drunk at a game. So. Right. <laughs> and you know what? Speaking of money, uh, the guy next to me is a season ticket holder. He said he's 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 had season tickets since the the glass was like um, three feet high. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's like the 70s, like Mellon Arena. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, I was like, how much are how much are season tickets? And he goes, oh man, nine grand a seat. Fuck, man. Think if you had three of them. I was going to say, you don't normally buy just one season ticket. I know. Got to at least get two, so you have someone to go with. Right? He, he, I think, just did it alone. He's just that guy. Well, I mean, I probably wouldn't have a problem doing it, but most people are going to buy two. Right. But holy fuck, I mean, $9,000. That's more than my car. I'm sure caps aren't too much cheaper. No, but but just to hear the number, you're just like, yeah. shit. And then you got the blue jackets, probably like four grand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So, how's how are the Caps stacking up against the Metro after this week, here, Polly? Well, still not good. We're below five hundred. Eleven, twelve, and two against the Metro this season. The last nice. twenty-one games against the Metro. Uh, wait a minute. Maybe I. I don't know. We're going to forget the, the last 21 games because I fucked that up. But this season, 11-12-2. Right. Um, the Rangers, that was only their second overtime loss. The first, I think, was the first time we played the Hurricanes beginning of the season. So, I thought we lost in a shootout to Philly. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So we beat the Hurricanes in overtime, maybe. Yes. Yeah, so... Um, you know, if we're going to lose these games, just imagine if we would have taken those 12 to overtime, we'd be clearly in front. So, right. you know, if we're going to lose, let's get that loser point. Which, and early in the season, we were we were going to overtime almost every game. Yeah. Which I'm still convinced it is not a loser point. It's the tying point. Oh, my God, Polly. You're just, you're fucking arguing semantics here. I'm not. <laughs> I'm showing people that it's not the negative that they think it is. Right, and and that was, uh, you know, a big. I, I covered that early in the season. Is that how many? Looking at how many, to, I mean, teams plan for this. They they say let's get that tying point, if you will, or loser point, as it's called. <laughs> let's get it. They like they, they. That's the game. Sometimes a game plan from the start, especially if you're heavily outmatched. Yeah, and that has been admitted by not just players, but our very own Todd Reardon. Yeah, and I'm sure. If they didn't have a tiebreaker, teams would still play for the tie. Sure. When you give out these type of points, yeah. I mean, it'd be different if it was like three points you'd get for an overtime win or something. I don't know. But there's there's all sorts of different... I think it should be three points for a win, two points for an overtime win, and one point for an overtime loss. That way, you still get a better reward for winning an overtime. But both right. teams still get rewarded for making a pass regulation. Yeah, I don't, I mean, fair enough. I, I it's it's tricky. It is, but and we've talked about this in actually pretty in depth this season because of how close the Metro has been, especially on our Metro Pod. Um, so check that out on Patreon. Shameless plug. But uh, the thing is, though, is it seems like things shake out pretty fairly. Yeah. That's In the I, end, people this bitch about it. Maybe an outlier though, because of how close the metro is. People bitch about it, but I I think it does. It it equals out, right? You know, comes out in the wash eventually. Yeah. So, what are your takeaways, man? Uh, well, I poor effort. Coaching strategy still isn't great. Uh, I'm I'm more worried about the effort. I yeah. think. I think that. They're talented enough that they could overcome uh, Reardon's poor strategy if they, <laughs> I agree. if they worked hard enough. But I, I see a lot of lazy shit, and it's, like you said, from leaders. And, like, we're counting on our fourth line for big goals, which right. is a great bonus, but it's, it's like that's the expectation that they're going to get it done, and you can't rely on that. Right, and just like last time we beat the Penguins, um, which was what a couple weeks ago, 
Yeah. We were saying this needs to be a jumping off point. I, again, in the same boat, it's a great statement that we beat the Penguins. But we need to have this be a jumping off point now. We need to go finish the season strong, win the Metro. I think this year it's very important to be a division winner in the Metropolitan. Yeah. Especially with Philly nipping at everybody's heels if they are the happen to be the real deal. Absolutely. That we get home ice advantage from them. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll be back in PPG Paints Arena on the 22nd, and I'm hoping that the Caps have a sizable lead on the Penguins by then. You're going to watch another Penguins game? I'm going to the next home game, yeah. Next Pens game? Yeah, two weeks from now. Against the Caps? Yeah. Oh, my God. Going Lucky with you. my wife and my brother-in-law. I think his girlfriend. All right. Well, just be rocking the red. If they get sick, let me know. Well, they're his tickets. So. Coronavirus. <laughs> um. Anyways, I agree. I agree. You know what? I think that the Caps need to pull their heads out of their ass. They've shown that they can play really well against good teams. Keep doing it. This needs to be a jumping off point. This needs to be... It's, it's a great thing to ha- do, but you need to build off this. I don't want to see us go, because we have a very easy schedule compared to the rest of the Metro from here on out. Yeah. You know, we're playing cupcakes. Um, what's our next game? Buffalo, then Detroit, then Chicago. That should be six points. Chicago's the only one I worry about, because they're kind of fighting for a spot. They're still able, if they can have a high percentage of wins. Right, uh, and they've looked good recently, from from what I just can recall from highlights and stuff. So you can never count them out, but we generally match up well against Chicago. We do, and I I think they're very beatable. I just think this week they're the most likely team to beat the Caps. But I agree, I see six points this week. Yeah, all right, and then and that's the thing. Like, but the Caps need to stop playing down to their opposition. They need to just. Go in and just fuck everybody up and down the stretch, mm-hmm. ideally, and take that momentum into the playoffs. If we can cap off another Penguins win here, uh, you know, when you go, yeah, that's our really only playoff contender that we have to play for the rest of the year. Yeah, we're done playing the Flyers. Yeah. Um, I think we're done with the Hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, I think we have one. one okay, more. we might have one okay. against the Hurricanes. But yeah, I mean, really, they're few and far between contender-wise. Let's not lull ourselves into submission here. Yeah. I mean, this is a good time to really pick up bank some momentum. Roll. Yeah, let's bank these points. Let's go in with a division title. And let's go in a cup. Absolutely. All right, man. You got anything else? No. Let's go, Caps. Let's go, Caps. Until next time, Taki Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.